Hollow Mountain Publishing presents The Pawn, book one of the Appalachian Storm series, written and performed by Diana Kilpack. Chapter 23. Samantha Black. I'm not sure this is a good idea. Katie's thoughts were cautious as she watched Mrs. Hawk in the kitchen. We have tried everyone else, Lizzie demanded. I am sick and tired of not knowing. Yeah, well, maybe it's none of our business. Katie tried to get more support from anyone else. The whole team was assembled around Lizzie's kitchen table. Tyler, sitting close to Lizzie, would vote for whatever she wanted. Candace kept exchanging wary glances between her and Lizzie, shrugging apologetically to Katie. Candace told her what she was voting for. Only Sam sat there with her arms folded, a frown on her face showing her disapproval. This was why Katie was questioning whether they should proceed. I have a right to know, Lizzie communicated. Katie leaned back in her chair defeated. It's your life. Go ahead. She turned to watch Mrs. Hawk stoop down to pull a casserole out of the oven. Mom, who is Forrest? Lizzie said in a loud, clear voice. Katie could only watch with a shocked expression. The casserole slipped out of Mary Hawk's hands and slammed onto the floor, scattering food and glass everywhere. Sam jumped up and ran over to see if she could help. Katie followed, not knowing what she could do. Guilty. Candace and Lizzie's thoughts said in unison. Katie quickly glanced over, seeing Tyler nod his head in agreement. Reaching the sink, she turned the cold water on. Here, Mrs. Hawk, put your hand in here. I'm all right. I must have just slipped, Mary Hawk said, her face turning a bright red. Sam was grabbing paper towels, trying to pick up the glass and scattered food. Mary glanced towards them, then did a double take, studying the others. Katie followed her glance. All three teenagers had their arms folded. All had the same look of condemnation on their features. Lizzie, it's time for your friends to go home, Mary said firmly. Mom, they just got here, Lizzie protested. Sam made a trip to the trash can. Let me help you clean this up first, Mrs. Hawk. Mary gave Sam a grateful smile. Thank you, Sam, but I think it's time for everyone to go. Why do they have to go? That's not fair, Lizzie said in agitation. Katie looked down, feeling embarrassed, and started gathering her things. I'll see you later, Lizzie, she said, giving an apologetic smile to Mrs. Hawk. She walked out the doors, the others following close behind. That didn't go well, Katie mumbled, fiddling with her keys. I think it let us know who Forrest is, Candace answered. No, it did not, Sam whispered furiously. The only thing it showed... Was Mrs. Hawk as sensitive about the subject? Can you believe it? Lizzie's thoughts rang out. The adulteress sent me to my room. Sam looked like she was going to explode. You do not know if she's an adulterer, Lizzie. I will not have you calling your mom names around me. Everyone stood staring at Sam, shocked expressions on their faces. What? Sam said out loud. Katie's lips twitched. You answered Lizzie with your mind, Sam. I what? Sam's head swiveled from face to face for confirmation. You answered Lizzie. 
with your mind, Katie said through her thoughts. I did? I did, Sam communicated. Oh, my gosh! She clamped her hand over her mouth. I was beginning to believe I wasn't worthy to become a were-animal. What? Katie shook her head. That has to be the most ridiculous thing I have ever heard. Grinning, Katie opened her car door. It's been a week since Tyler changed. I was beginning to wonder if you're going to slow down. Wow! Sam exclaimed happily. It's finally going to happen to me. Candace shook her head in wonder. You're the first person I know who's excited about turning into an animal. I've had a long time to get used to the idea, Sam replied. You guys don't realize it, but there's been whole conversations I have missed because I couldn't hear. Katie frowned in reflection. I'm sorry, Sam. I had no idea. I'm not telling you to complain. I know you didn't mean to exclude me, she shrugged. I know it was a situation. Katie had a good time watching Sam experience becoming a were-animal. The first time she got hot, she started squealing. She had to show everyone her sweat. She was just as dramatic with the cold flashes. Bundling up, she complained with a large smile on her face. The tingling sensation started early Wednesday morning. Katie decided they all needed to be at the cabin Thursday after school just to be safe. Telling Sam her plan, she was surprised when a frown crossed her face. What? I thought you were excited. Oh, I am, Sam responded. She looked down, a little embarrassed. I don't know how to explain without sounding judgmental. I'm not sure, Katie's voice trailed off, hoping Sam would explain herself. Katie, you were able to go through the change by yourself, Sam said in a rush. I've watched the others go through the change, and well... Sam shrugged her shoulders. It's not pretty. Katie rolled her eyes. Sam, we don't care. I would like to be able to do this with my dignity intact. I am not going to leave you alone, not with seekers out there. I'm not saying for you to leave me completely alone. I just don't want people to see me at my worst. Katie sighed. What's your suggestion? Sam smiled in relief. When it looks like I'm getting close, I just want you and Lizzie to step out. What about Candace and Tyler? With a guilty look, Sam shrugged her shoulders. Katie started to understand. You don't want Candace or Tyler there. It's not that I don't like them, Sam tried to explain. Tyler is a guy, so I really don't want him around when I lose control. The thought of him seeing me naked as many times as I saw him is just way too embarrassing. And Candace? I really like Candace a lot, Sam shrugged. I would just like to have my oldest friends there only. What happens if the Seekers appear worse than when Lizzie was changing? Sam smiled, knowing she was getting her way. I know you can handle it. Katie shook her head. Sam always knew how to talk her into anything. Okay, I'll make the arrangements. Actually, changing the arrangement wasn't hard at all. Tyler clearly looked relieved. Couldn't stop grinning. He must have been stressing about it all week. Candace understood Sam's request and told her she would just hang out with Tyler. She would be closer to the cabin if she was needed. Katie sat down on the front porch steps of the log cabin. She was conscious of Sam inside. The electricity emanating from the cabin was coming in much stronger waves than she'd ever felt before. Watchful of every sound coming from the nearby trees, she was jumping up regularly ready to change into wolf form if needed. 
Lizzie was watching the back door. The change was going to happen any minute. This was the time she expected the seekers to come. Getting up, she walked to the end of the porch. All was calm. Lizzie, is everything all right with you? I don't see or hear anything. Katie leaned up against the post. Maybe she was wrong. Maybe the seekers wouldn't come for Sam the way they did Lizzie. Another shock wave came from the cabin. If she could feel that, she was sure the seekers could. Beautiful night, isn't it? Katie felt a wave of pleasure when she recognized Jackson's thoughts. Where have you been? I haven't heard from you in several weeks. Miss me? Katie glanced around the woods. It was still quiet. Yes, I missed you, she admitted. Have you seen the moon? Katie glanced up. The moon was behind the cabin. No, you have to see it. Katie walked down the porch steps and walked a little away from the cabin. Keeping a careful eye on the woods in the cabin behind her, she looked up. Can you see it? Yes, it's full and bright. Katie heard Jackson's chuckle in her thoughts. It's completely full tomorrow. How do you know? I just do. Where have you been, Jackson? Katie changed the subject. She waited patiently for a response. Just as usual, he wouldn't answer if given a direct question. Jackson? <coughs> a scream came from the cabin. Sam! Katie ran to the steps. Before she reached them, two objects hurled themselves out of the window onto the porch. Katie jumped onto the stairs to see two large cats fighting. She saw them go up and over the rail. The snarling came to an abrupt stop when they both hit the ground. One of them ran off. Katie recognized Jackson's Black Panther form as it paused for a moment before it took off into the woods. No! Lizzie's scream split the night. Katie took the last two steps onto the porch and burst through the front door. She first saw Lizzie, her hands over her mouth, screaming, her shocked eyes looking down. The strong odor of blood assaulted Katie's senses. Fear clutching her throat, Katie rounded the couch. A gouge was ripped out of Sam's neck. She was bleeding profusely, a large pool of blood already forming on the floor. No! Reaching Sam, Katie tried to stop the blood with her hands. Lizzie, get a towel! Now! Oh, please, not this. Please, no! Reaching up, she grabbed the towel Lizzie threw her. It's going to be all right, she promised. Sam, hang in there, okay? The towel became immediately soaked. Katie looked around, trying to find something else, not seeing anything that could help. She pressed the soaked towel to Sam's throat. She tried desperately to stop the flow of blood. Candace, call 911, she screamed with her thoughts. We need help. Hurry. Please, no, Katie begged, cradling Sam. I need you. You can't leave me. Throwing her thoughts out again. Candace, hurry. Did you call 911? Where are they? She began rocking back and forth, pressing the bloody towel against a large wound in Sam's neck. Tyler called. They're on their way. Candace was finally able to penetrate through Katie's incoherent thoughts. What happened? Katie shook her head, unable to describe the horror she was facing. Holding the useless towel against Sam's neck, she watched life bleed out of her best friend. Sam, please, please don't leave me. Unable to speak, Sam's eyes held no fear. She gazed into Katie's eyes, her face turning white as the blood pumped out of her body unabated. Please, Sam, 
Katie watched in horror as the spirit of the great white tiger lifted itself from her friend. No! No! Come back! She needs you! She begged the spirit. Come back! You can fix her! Please! I'll do anything! Anything! Please, help! I know you can! The spirit stepped away and looked back first towards Sam and then at Katie. Turning towards the wall, it disappeared. Hearing a rattle, Katie looked down and watched her best friend breathe her last. She stared into her best friend's dead eyes. She gently shook Sam's body, hoping her friend would blink and come back to her. Shaking her head in shock, the resounding question pushed out of her lips. Why? Katie didn't realize she was screaming. Why? She threw her thoughts out. Why, Jackson? Why? There was a pause. As her screams vibrated through her thoughts, I told you you would hate me. Jackson's thoughts slapped down whatever control she had left. She screamed and screamed until she literally had nothing left inside her. It took almost two hours for the authorities to arrive. Holding her friend, she was vaguely conscious of a snow leopard and African lion's presence. Their heads bowed, viewing the scene. She heard jumbled comments. The ambulance cannot make it down the road. Rangers have been called. She held on to Sam until she realized Sheriff Tate was trying to pull her away from the body. Not understanding the words he was saying, she eventually let him pull her away. She stood with her friends as Sam was loaded onto a stretcher. The sheriff began asking questions. What were they doing there? How did they know about the cabin? How long have they been coming here? Katie stood frozen not making a sound. Her friends taking her cue followed suit. Sheriff Tate tried to scare them by telling them they were trespassing. Charges could be brought against them. His voice became rough and demanding, his questions more pointed. Not saying a word, Tyler turned to the front door. He grabbed the sign off the door and handed it to the sheriff. The sheriff read the note, scrunched it in his hands before jamming it into his pockets. Realizing he was not going to get any answers, the sheriff eventually left, muttering under his breath about teenage kids. Katie overheard a couple of forest rangers talking about animal attacks and how they were becoming a problem. She shut them out when they started expressing their own opinion, stating how teenagers had no business being this deep in the woods. One of the forest rangers drove them home. They were told David's jeep would be delivered to the black family. Arriving home, Katie walked into the arms of her mother. She looked at the moisture streaming down her mother's face and realized her mom was crying. She vaguely wondered how come she couldn't cry. She hazily understood her mother commenting on her clothes. She glanced down, noticing she was completely covered in blood. She fingered her shirt, seeing Sam's blood. She started reliving Sam's death, seeing Sam's dead, vacant eyes, knowing they would never sparkle with laughter again. Sam's dead. She whispered to her mother, horror vibrating in her voice. Her mother gently took her hand and led her to the bathroom. She slowly undressed Katie and pushed her into the shower. Hot water cascaded into her hair and down her body. With dead eyes, Katie watched Sam's blood slowly run down the drain. She stood in the shower, not understanding what she was supposed to do. Finally, her mother opened the shower curtain and started washing her hair as if she was a little girl. Katie stood motionless. Her eyes never left the drain as the last of Sam's blood vanished. Her mother gently dressed her. 
Sitting down on the bed, her mother gave her a sleeping pill. Without hesitating, she dutifully took the pill, swallowing the glass of water offered her. Lying down, her mother tucked the covers close around her. Katie closed her eyes, silently pleading to the God Sam so diligently prayed to. Please, 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 change this night into a horrible dream. A nightmare I can wake up from. And in the morning, realize it was just a bad dream. Sam will be alive. Her eyes will sparkle with life, joy, and laughter. Feeling the effects of the sleeping pills, Katie closed her eyes, welcoming the drug-induced oblivion. Hi, this is Diana Kilpack. I hope you've enjoyed this week's chapter of The Pawn, the first book in the Appalachian Storm series. Until next week, and our imaginations meet again, have a great day.